0: In Florida Ag in Review for the week ending November 15th, what would a week be without the reports on the Farm Bill? This week is no different. We begin the week with reports from Julie B. Pecan Tire Spearman on the Farm Bill. The Farm Bill is on the top of the list of things President Barack Obama believes Republicans and Democrats can join together to do to make progress in the area of business growth and job creation. Julie has this report.
1: In a recent speech regarding the economy given in New Orleans, President Barack Obama again addressed three things he believes Republicans and Democrats can join together to do to make progress in the area of business growth and job creation right now. The Farm Bill was first on his list. President Obama said Congress needs to pass a farm bill that helps rural communities grow and protects vulnerable Americans. And there is no time like the present with the House and Senate scheduled to both be in session before taking a Thanksgiving break starting November 22nd and not likely to return until December 9th for another two-week session before an expected December 20th departure for the Christmas and New Year's holidays. The farm bills that have been approved by the House and Senate will continue to be valid after the first of the year since the Congressional session continues. But of course, with the 2008 farm bill already officially expired, there are several programs that will end at that date, so therefore the pressure remains on to finish a farm bill by the first of the year. And back to President Obama's to-do list... Fixing our broken immigration system was the second item mentioned, which he said would be good for our national security and economic security. According to the president, immigration reform would grow our economy by $1.4 trillion over the next two decades and shrink our deficits by nearly $1 trillion. He says there's no reason both parties can't come together and get immigration legislation passed this year. Finally, the president talked about a responsible budget that sets America on a stronger course for the future. Congress has until January 15th to figure out how to fund the government for the remainder of the fiscal year. That's when the continuing resolution that currently funds the government will expire. A budget conference committee is trying to figure out an overall budget plan that would provide a framework for the new continuing resolution. That committee is supposed to finish its report by December 13th.
0: Tyron discusses a question that is on everyone's mind. Can a farm bill be completed
2: this year? Will Congress get a farm bill finished this year? That's a big question right now. The House has been out this past week, but both chambers are scheduled to return this coming week and work until November the 22nd, when they'll take a Thanksgiving break and congressional aides have said they are likely to be out of the session for two weeks. That schedule would mean members would return on December the 9th for another two-week session before they're expected to depart on December the 20th for Christmas and New Year holidays. Congress has until January the 15th to figure out how to fund the government for the remainder of the fiscal year or face another government shutdown. All of this while the Farm Bill is being worked on. The proposals for the Farm Bill must be put together between the House and the Senate, and committees are working on that. The proposals for compromise between the House and Senate then have to be scored by the Congressional Budget Office. And that will take some time, according to the chairman of the Senate Act Committee, Debbie Stabenauer. So now it's a good question of whether they'll make any deadlines before the end of the year and get a five-year farm bill, which farmers are hoping that will happen.
0: And Julie finishes off the farm bill reports. It is no secret that passing a new farm bill has been a struggle for the past couple of years and Farm Bill Conference Committee member Mike Rogers from Alabama believes it is important to get this year's Farm Bill right, saying it could be the last one that passes for decades.
1: Well, farm bills usually pass every 5 or 6 years, but passing a new farm bill has been a struggle for the past couple of years. US Congressman for Alabama Mike Rogers is part of the Farm Bill Conference Committee, and according to the Aniston Star, he wants to get this year's farm bill right, saying it could be the last one that passes for decades. In the conference committee, Rogers says he thinks future farm bill debates will only become more partisan. Rogers predicts that this final farm bill vote will contain around $20 billion in total cuts to farm assistance over 10 years in direct to most farmers growing certain crops and put more money into crop insurance programs designed to help farmers during bad times. He says it's not politically realistic to expect to get rid of subsidies or do away with SNAP, but he is part of a delegation that would like to see the two programs separated, so their debates can also be separate.
0: You can hear more in-depth interviews on the Farm Bill on our website at southeastagdebt.com. We move from the Farm Bill to energy Energy expenses often take up a large portion of a farmer's input cost, but Mark Lechman, Director of Business Development and Marketing for the Propane Education and Research Council, or PERC, says they have incentives available for farmers wanting to try a less expensive option, propane.
1: When you talk input cost for our farmers, a large portion of that is often dedicated to energy expenses. But Mark Lightman, Director of Business Development and Marketing for the Propane Education and Research Council, or PERC, wants farmers to know that there is a less expensive option, propane.
3: Propane engines can help farmers pump water, power electrical generators, even power vehicles or forklifts on the farm. But in particular, for irrigation, you can quickly save a lot of money on fuel costs by converting some diesel-powered pumps or even electrical-powered pumps over to propane. Use a domestically produced, uh, American-made energy in propane that's clean-burning and it's cost-effective and save some money immediately.
1: And Lightman adds that in addition to the short- and long-term cost savings and environmental benefits, they're also offering further incentives for farmers.
3: We're kind of trying to reintroduce them into the farm. We're trying to encourage farmers, take an engine, try it, tell us how you your experience went. We're willing to give you some money for doing that. We have something called the Propane Farm Incentive Program. At agpropane.com, you can learn the details and apply in seconds. But basically, a farmer can get up to $400 per liter of engine size. And that incentive is paid up front as a rebate, but we ask you to to use the engine for one year, report back to us on fuel cost savings, hours of use, things of that nature. And that information helps us improve the products down the road and and make more products in the future.
1: And so far this year, the Propane Farm Incentive Program has been a huge success, with PERC distributing $627,000 in purchase incentives for propane-fueled irrigation engines, grain dryers, and other propane-fueled farm equipment to 219 farmers throughout the U.S., However, funds are still available for the programs. So again, a reminder of that website.
3: AgPropane.com. You can learn about our Farm Incentive Program. See a fuel a cost savings calculator where you can physically enter the price you're paying for propane, enter the price you're paying for diesel, see where the break-evens are, and see how much money you could save by switching over to propane.
0: In our weekly Getting to Know Your Beef Checkoff, brought to you by Your Beef Checkoff, Sarah Beth Bartle-Simmons from Sarasota, Florida, talks about how the checkoff is helping producers meet their customers' needs.
4: In this week's Getting to Know Your Beef Checkoff, brought to you by your beef checkoff, Sarah Beth Bartle-Simmons from Sarasota, Florida, wants producers to know their dollars are going to good use promoting beef.
5: From a personal standpoint, being on both sides of it, being on the promotion side from Florida Cattlemen's angle and being on the producer side, I think that our dollar is definitely put to good use. You know, we all know the research aspects and those are very important in terms of developing new meat cuts so that we can position ourselves in different price levels to consumers.
4: Sarah Beth, who is president of the Florida Cattlewomen's Association, said the beef industry must meet their customers' needs.
5: We have to make sure that we have a safe, healthy, nutritious product and that we are providing to them a product that they feel confident feeding their family and that also can meet their pocketbook every day.
4: Get to know your Beef Checkoff at MyBeefCheckoff.com, funded by the Beef Checkoff.
0: On this Veterans Day, Florida's Commissioner of Agriculture, Adam Putnam, talks about Operation Outdoor Freedom, a special program that honors men and women who were injured while serving in the U.S. military.
5: I'm talking with Florida's Commissioner of Agriculture, Adam Putnam. You created Operation Outdoor Freedom, a special program that provides for men and women who were injured while serving our country to hunt, fish, and enjoy other recreational opportunities in Florida State Forests. Would you give us an update on the program, Commissioner?
3: This past season, we invited wounded veterans to join us for deer, turkey, quail, and hog hunts, as well as both fresh and saltwater fishing excursions. We partnered with the Southwest Florida Water Management District to host our first gator hunt, And another of our partners, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, has waived licensing fees for all hunting and fishing events for disabled service members. If you want to learn more about how you can be a part of this program or support our efforts, visit OperationOutdoorFreedom.com. That's OperationOutdoorFreedom.com. All funding for Operation Outdoor
0: Freedom is generated through private donations.
3: Thanks, Commissioner Putnam. For Commissioner
5: Spotlight, I'm Frost Burke.
0: The link for Operation Outdoor Freedom is available in the Florida Commissioner's Report section of our website, southeastagnet.com. In an effort to stay connected with consumers, the Beef Checkoff is making some changes to its marketing direction. Ashley Hughes with the Florida Beef Council looks at how they will be targeting a specific demographic.
4: We told you recently that the Beef Checkoff was making some changes to its marketing direction and sharing the beef message. Ashley Hughes with the Florida Beef Council said the efforts will move more towards a digital landscape.
5: Which is going to be a really interesting project. They are looking at more digital marketing into the way that they're going to share beef's message about nutrition, about health, about research and to really create an avenue for consumers to share and ask questions about beef.
4: She said what they're hoping to do is target a specific demographic.
5: Specifically, the older millennial parent. I know this seems like a very select group of people, but really this single demographic is the largest and the most connected generation that anybody's ever seen. By the year 2020, their spending habits are going to hit $1.4 trillion a year. And these millennials are going to be making beef buying decisions for the rest of their lives. So if we can impart our knowledge upon them now, if we can train them now, give them positive beef information now, this is something they'll carry on through their lives and also pass along to their children.
4: Ashley said the beef industry is trying to stay connected with consumers.
5: We want to be where they are, and consumers, especially the millennial generation, are online, whether it be through social media, through Facebook or Twitter, through websites, through blog posts. We have to be where they are in order to reach them. They may be out and about in the city, but the one place that everybody is, is online, and we have to be where they are.
4: To learn more, just contact the Florida Beef Council office in Kissimmee.
0: Sweet potatoes have been able to break out of the confinements of being considered just a holiday dish thanks to the growing understanding of their high nutritional content.
1: Nutritional benefits of sweet potatoes. Well, you can't have a traditional southern Thanksgiving without a few staple side dishes on that table. And one of those, of course, is sweet potato casserole. But in recent years, sweet potatoes have been able to break out of the confinements of being considered just a holiday dish and are now eaten year-round. Extension Specialist Jennifer Fishburne says one reason for that is the growing understanding of the high nutritional content of this veggie.
5: Sweet potatoes have no fat, they are low in sodium, they are high in fiber, they're cholesterol free, they contain lots of minerals and vitamins including vitamin A, vitamin C, beta carotene. They're best if you can cook them with the skin on and that's when you're going to have the most nutrition. But they just are an overall healthy vegetable crop that we can combine in many ways.
1: And some of those combinations include sweet potato fries, pancakes, and even ice cream.
0: Farming has changed over the years. This week, Everett Greiner closes out a report explaining how new methods have improved farming.
6: I watched a cotton harvester stirring up the dust recently. Notice now I said cotton harvester. We don't pick cotton anymore. This machine rolled it into a big round module, wrapped it in plastic, and gently laid it on the ground to be picked up and hauled to the gym. We don't harvest anything like we used to. When cotton was picked by hand, peanuts were plowed and stacked on a stack pole for the sun to dry. Corn was pulled one ear at a time and thrown into a truck or a wagon. That's all was done by hand. A good cotton picker could take pick 200 to 250 pounds a day. Well, today's harvester can cover several hundred acres in a day. But back then, we didn't plant like we do today. We don't cultivate like we used to back then. And for all these advances, we all have reason to be glad. But all of today's methods will be outdated one day. You can count on it. That's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast AgNet.
0: Remember, you can find these stories along with all the big Southeast agriculture reports on our website at southeastagdebt.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast Ag Debt's podcast.